to triple crown winners against the player of the year. It'll be the Marshall Thundering Herd against the Louisiana Raging Cajuns for the Sunbelt Championship. It's Locked on Sunbelt. You are Locked on Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to a special uh, recap edition, I guess, of Locked On Sunbelt, a bonus edition. I am your host, Dave Schultz. It's Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. We had the Sunbelt semifinals on Friday. We have the championship all set. It is the number one and host, Louisiana Raging Cages, taking on the number two seed, as it turns out, Marshall Thundering Herd, 1 p.m. Central Time on Saturday and it has been quite the tournament. These games have all been decided late. Nothing has been more than a three-run ball game. And so let's go through it, what happened earlier today. Marshall going up against South Alabama. And again, you know, if Marshall wants to overcome what they think has been disrespect, which I can't blame them. Again, I can't blame them. When you have a triple crown winner as a hitter and a triple crown winner as a pitcher and someone else wins player of the year and wins pitcher of the year i understand this disrespect they slipped past coastal yesterday they beat south alabama today not quite in dominating fashion they took advantage of some really shoddy south alabama defense uh it was not pretty south alabama committed three errors marshall had two outs and nobody on when they were able to get a run home in the sixth, although there was no error there. It was a walk, a single, and then a shortstop for South Alabama could knock down the ball and keep it on the infield, and it scooted through and ended up bringing home the winning run. Marshall got a couple of runs in the third inning, and that's where the defense was a little bit shoddy. They took a 2 nothing lead. But in the top half of the fourth, kind of shocking everybody, Gabby Stagner hits a two-run home run off of uh, Sidney Nestor, and it's a 2-2 ball game. And it looked like it was heading to uh, the seventh inning all knotted up. That's important to me because I was doing a local talk show on 103.3 The Goat, and I was going to take it up until Raging Cajun's pregame show and if we go to the seventh inning all tied up and we have to play the bottom half of the seventh inning, my radio show is probably going longer. When Marshall takes a lead in the bottom half of the sixth, it means you only have to play the seventh inning if South Alabama does not score. And uh, they did not threaten in uh, the seventh inning. They went one, uh, two, three. They did have chances. I will say South Alabama had chances uh, leaving some runners aboard that they had. In fact, after they put two on the board in the fourth to tie it up at two in the fifth, you know, they had a walk and a single to begin the inning and they didn't get a run across. They had the t- In fact, it was the eight and nine hitters getting aboard to begin the inning and then one, two, and three couldn't get the job done. And that's an issue. Uh, you have a chance to tack on some runs, take a lead, put all the pressure on Marshall, and you couldn't do it. Now, interestingly enough, Olivia Lackey started for South Alabama, 
Jenna Hardy came in. She ended up being uh, the losing pitcher, but she pitched pretty well as well. Two innings, two hits, one run, the winning run. Again, it was two outs and nobody on when Marshall rallied in the bottom half of the sixth. Um, Lackey pitched well, two runs, one earned, didn't walk anybody, struck out three, four innings on four hits. Now, here's going to be the big deal. Sidney Nestor went all seven innings, gave up two runs, uh, all earned a couple of walks, three strikeouts, four hits. She only pitched, actually, 116 pitches, but I think Thursday in the first round game was about 125. So she's got about somewhere close to 240, 250 pitches. Uh, I presume she's going to go for the championship. They didn't, you know, use her all year long. Uh, to let her not pitch in the championship game. It should be noted, Marshall's played early a couple of times, right? They played, I believe they played 1 o'clock on Thursday. They played 4 o'clock on Friday. And tomorrow's going to be, Saturday's going to be 1 o'clock as well. The Cajuns, we'll get to them here in a second, but let's get to them now. They're going to have the advantage when it comes to the pitching because Megan Shorman did not pitch very much Today, Kendra Lamb came in and pitched most of the ball game. You also have Carly Heath who can pitch. So it's probably going to be somebody between Megan Shorman and Carly Heath, at least to begin the game. I presume Kendra Lamb is unavailable. She pitched a well of a ball game uh, to, uh, Friday night against uh, Texas State. Um, she's probably done. You probably have Sam Landry who could come in. Later on. All right. So Marshall is advancing, as it turns out, three to two over South Alabama. Marshall is going to play for their first Sun Belt title championship in their first season in the league. We talked with Megan Lyon, uh, Megan Smith Lyon earlier in the week on Lockdown Sun Belt and said, We're coming here to win it, uh, to get to the next level, to get to postseason play the NCAAs. We have to win it. We understand we have to take one at a time to get there, but we know we have to win it to. Uh, get there. So Marshall's done their part. They're coming to the championship with two triple crown winners. Now, what will the Cajuns do? The Cajuns get past Texas State four uh, to one. Again, Megan Shorman only goes two and a third innings, gives up one run. Kendra Lamb was just outstanding tonight in relief. She's the closer. She usually comes in in like the sixth or the seventh inning. All right. She pitched four and two thirds innings scatters four hits, gives up a couple of walks. It looks like she was getting tired a little bit, but only with her control in the sixth and seventh inning because she was still pumping it up 66, 67, 68 miles an hour. She struck out a batter with the bases loaded in the sixth. She struck out a batter to end the game in the seventh, and the Cajuns take down uh, Texas State. Jessica Mullins, an outstanding pitcher in herself. Uh, she didn't quite have her curveball, her coach said in the post game. Uh, you had uh, Sophie Piscos uh, hitting a home run. Uh, Maddie Hayden having a big ball game, two for three with a run scored and an RBI. And one of the crazier plays you'll ever see was a bunt double, a two-run bunt double. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Now, you take it to Raging Cajuns baseball, when they have runners on at second and third, they will do a what you call a double squeeze. Basically, it's a suicide squeeze from second base. The runner from third comes home, and the runner from second comes home. I've never seen a team defend it properly if you get the bunt down. You don't get the bunt down, you got two dead dogs. <laughs> but 
if you get the bun down, two runs come home. I'm not going to tell you how to defend it. In this case, I don't think you can do it in softball. The field is too small for that to happen. So, Cecilia Vasquez, Cecilia Vasquez was at the plate. She bunted it past Mullins. One run comes home, and then easily a second run comes home. Here comes the problem. No one was covering second base. Mullins went to go get the ball. The first baseman went to go get the ball. The second baseman went to go cover first. No one's covering second. Vasquez into second base with a double. Unbelievable uh, play uh, for Vasquez. Uh, again, I've never seen anything like it. A two-run bunt double. That put the Cajuns up 2 nothing. They had chances to add to it. We had both uh, the Cajuns and the Bobcats had players thrown out of the plate. Maya Davis uh, threw out a, a runner at the plate that would have tied the game at two. Um, she also made a spectacular catch in center field. Uh, the defense matters. Uh, you know, South Alabama will attest to that. And the Cajuns played outstanding defense uh, in this ball game. And it got a little chippy, I guess. Jessica Mullins, a little cocky in the circle. And Sophie Piscos had had enough of that when she hits a home run. She was legitimately pointing. She was not hiding it. She was not trying to be sneaky. She was legit hiding it or legit pointing back at Mullins. So we have a great matchup in uh, the Sunbelt Conference Championship ball game. You got the number one ranked uh, seeded Louisiana Raging Cajuns against the number two seeded Marshall Thundering Herd. You got the player of the year on one side in Carly Heath, and you got two triple crown winners on the other side in uh, Sidney Nestor and Autumn Owen. Autumn Owen had a big RBI single uh, as well on Friday, although I don't think she's got a hold of a home run yet in a couple of ball games. Uh, and so it will be interesting. Absolutely, the Cajuns have the advantage when it comes to pitching because they have Carly Heath, who hasn't pitched at all, and Megan Shoreman, who went a total of two and a third innings. And Sidney Nestor is up to, well, I mean, can we see? Can I, can I quickly find it? Uh, maybe not. Um, let me see if we can get to the downloads portion of, of the show. And let's see if we can quickly find, no, that's South Alabama. Because um, what do we say? 116 pitches uh, today. Again, she's going to be in the 240 to, um, is that it? No. Uh, she's going to be in the 240, 250 range, whereas, you know, Megan Shoreman, you know, maybe in the 50 range. I'm not even sure if she pitched that much. Megan Shoreman threw 31 pitches. Carly Heath hasn't thrown a pitch. So when it comes to pitching in terms of, I should not say a major advantage, I would say rested pitchers, all right, because it's going to be hot. Uh, and she's already thrown, again, Nestor's already thrown 250 240 to 250 pitches. So it will be interesting to see what the Cajuns can do. Also, it'll, again, a little bit disappointed in the crowds, to be honest with you. It's been good crowds. It has not been spectacular. I do not know why. I, honestly, I don't know why. That is a little bit disappointing. I don't mind saying. I do not mind saying. Uh, but it should be a well of a matchup. Uh, Jerry Glasgow said following Thursday's game, if we get that far, and if they get that far, it'll be a lot of fun to play Marshall. They were actually concerned. At one point in time, Marshall actually was in first place in the Sun Belt because uh, I think the Cajuns had lost uh, like a Sunday game to App State or something along those lines. Uh, and so they're looking forward to it. And you know Marshall's going to be jacked. 
because if they win this, they get the automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. You know, there's no doubt who wants this one more. Okay. There's no doubt. All right. The Cajuns are going to want it because they're competitive and they want another championship and yada, yada, yada. But Marshall is going to want this one a whole lot more than the Cajuns because they need it. The Cajuns don't need it. They want it. Marshall, as much as they want it, they need it to get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, all right. We will recap it tomorrow when uh, the game is over. We're looking forward to it. Uh, I've had a great time doing the shows there uh, the last couple of days. Uh, today was a long a day. Usually the show is three hours. Today, the show was just, a, what, three hours and 40 minutes. We ran right into Raging Cajuns a softball. All right. Uh, I do want to tell you, and I need to go. Maybe I'll go tomorrow. I didn't have a chance to go today. I need to get more Built Bars because they are yummy. Are you looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't even think they're good for you, but you got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real dark chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can get your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk up to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. By the way, the coconut puff is very good. And if you're close to Sam's, that's where I go. Run in and grab a 13-bar box and our hit flavors of brownie, batter puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later. Uh, looking forward to it. In fact... Uh, the one thing, <laughs> unfortunately, I left the bars in the car during lunch, and it is a little toasty down here in uh, Louisiana. I quickly, once I got to the ballpark, put them in the fridge. They still may be in the fridge in the press box. Hopefully they are, because there are a couple of couple of good uh, chocolate bars I can have uh, tomorrow. Okay, we'll recap uh, tomorrow following the championship. I, it's a toss-up. It's, you know, if Sidney Nestor has anything left, it'll be a, a great challenge for Marshall to take down the Cajuns in Lafayette at Lamson Park. I certainly think the Cajuns are probably a little more favored. They have a deeper uh, lineup and um, rested pitching compared to Marshall, but it should be a whale of a matchup. You know Marshall is going to want it. Uh, Autumn Owen and uh, Sidney Nestor trying to prove a point, among other things. They need it for the NCAA uh, bid. But the Cajuns also do need it. The Cajuns, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not sure that they care as much as they should. I care. I don't know why they care. Plus, I want to see more softball live here in Lafayette. If the Cajuns win this, I think, I think anyways, they are going to get a, a host. I think the Cajuns, they're, they're rated like 10th or 11th RPI. They are going to host. And if they win the Sun Belt Championship, they should certainly host as well. They have like the number three ranked schedule in America. It is ridiculous. They have a lot of losses to some of those teams, but um, they have a ridiculously hard schedule, certainly for a group of five teams. All right. A little bit longer than I wanted to go. It is the Louisiana Raging Cajuns versus the Marshall Thundering Herd for the Sun Belt Conference Championship. We'll be back 
on Saturday uh, to recap it. Thank uh, to recap it. Thanks very much for tuning in. You've been listening to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you on Saturday.